the Inspiring Educators podcast, a space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. Let's first begin with introductions of our Inspiring Educators. Inspiring Educators, introduce yourselves. Hi, everybody. It's Lila, the Educator Motivator, coming to you from Los Angeles. I'm currently a six-year teacher, a Math for America master teacher, as well as the CPM regional coordinator for LAUSD. Uh, Every week we like to say what we're thankful for. And we do it because in education, we get so tied up with a lot of things that are going wrong and all of our issues at hand. But really and truly, we want to sit back and say, like, there are things that are going great in our lives, whether it be personally or in terms of education. And this week, I'm grateful for a support system. I've been going through and thinking about a lot for the past week. And I'm thankful to have people like Chris and Jay and my best friends in my life to help push me through and support me and lift me up when I feel like things are too much. Um, I I have those people to help me and to to continue to lift me up and and, and make me feel like I'm worth it and I can continue to do better and be better every single day. Awesome. Awesome. Greetings. Great people. Coach Jay here. Uh, Jadrian Grimes. Follow me on Twitter at Jadrian Grimes. J-A-D-R-I-E-N-G-R-I-M-E-S. Jay is back. It's been 12 years um, in the corporate banking world and now transitioning into a new career in the nonprofit youth development and education space. Um, what I'm grateful for um, this week, very similar to Lila, ironically, um, just for a, a great, healthy circle of friends that I could truly share my heart um, vulnerably with. Um, and also just a group of people that will intercede on my behalf when I'm not feeling my best so that I can be my best on a daily basis. So just um, so grateful to be surrounded with a group of eagles um, that I like to call them um, so that we can that will continually help me soar. So I'm just grateful for a tight circle. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. This is Dr. Christopher J. Childs, your academic rock star. I like to say I'm your favorite teacher, favorite teacher. Excited to be on the podcast once again. This week, I'm extremely grateful for the new book that I'm a co-author on, Making Sense of Mathematics for Teaching Girls, grades K through five. It'll be available on Amazon and through Solution Tree. The marketing push has just started, but definitely check out the book. It's going to be a game changer as it relates to education and teaching girls. Okay, okay. Congrats. Thank you, thank you. This week, a hot topic. What is the purpose of education? This question agitates scholars, teachers, statesmen, every group. In fact, thoughtful men and women, stated Eleanor Roosevelt in the 1930s. If you were to ask even a relative small group of teachers, administrators, students, parents, community members, business leaders, and policymakers to address the question of purpose, how difficult would you think it would be to address what is the purpose of education? So I'm throwing it out to my esteemed co-hosts. What do you all think the purpose of education is? Because right now we're in a, a big divide in this nation, the value of education. So what are your thoughts on the purpose of education? I'm going to be corny and (laughs) say that, I mean, we're, we're teaching and inspiring. I don't want to students. I mean, of all ages to change the world for the better. There are so many things that 
need to happen to make this world a safer place, to make it better, to make it more efficient, to make it to make us more happy, all those things. And education helps people do that. Education in, in all sorts of forms. I know when we, we typically say education, we think traditional in the classroom, you know, six hour, eight hours a day, class to class, math, English, science, history. That's what we typically think. I'm talking education, period, is helping people change the world and make us see the world differently and experience it differently in a more positive light. I I totally, uh, I'm with you on that. Kind of thinking along the same lines. I mean, I guess the, if I had to think about it, the overall onset purpose of education is to make sure that individuals become a functioning member of society, I guess, and whatever that looks like to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there things that we could be doing better with our educational system right now? In my opinion, I think so. But I think that the main onset is to, to pour into individuals to make sure they become functioning members of society in whatever facet of life they choose to go in, I think. Absolutely. But are, are we doing that when we say functioning individuals, are we indoctrinating individuals to be a part of the society that exists? Or are we trying to get students to be innovative thinkers to better improve the society which exists? I think that's the goal that we're trying to, we're, we're teaching people how to think think for themselves, to think for the better, to think innovatively. And it's not about where we're at right now. You have to know where we're at right now. So a part of education is to understand where we are in this very moment in time, but it's also to learn how to think beyond where we're at and think about how we can improve in in that sense, that outside of what we can see or imagine at this moment in time. And I posted on Twitter something to think about because there's a big issue with how we're preparing students, what should students learn? Are we preparing students for jobs of yesterday or we're preparing students for jobs of the future? So it kind of piggybacks on my my previous thought when we think about what are we really doing and the purpose of education? I believe that we're preparing, at least that's my goal. You know, when, when when I'm dealing with my students, yeah, I'm teaching them math, you know, but I'm also just thinking them how to be innovative, how to think about the bigger picture, how to become better people and and to be creatives and and to be, you know, innovative and be developers, not just we're here learning how to set up proportions, you know? I'll take finance, for instance. Um, I mean, I've I've built a 12-year career in finance. Um, I come from a undeserved rural area in South Georgia. Um, basic credit, um, basic stuff about life insurance, investments, savings, things of that nature, wasn't taught on any level, K through 12, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, when I talk to a few of my mentees that are local here in the Atlanta area, and you know, I'm teaching and talking to them about basics, you know, basic stuff. Mm-hmm not the intricacies of, of finance and, and really getting out there. 
but the basis of it that will help propel you to be able to live, work, play, and build a life in any type of society. I think that's one thing, and it's 2019. And I don't know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the schools that I've been in, I don't hear that conversation being had K through 12, and I won't say K, but let's say nine through 12. I don't hear that conversation being had. Now I hear statistics and geometry and, and all of that stuff, but I don't hear basics of, of, of financial education, basics of financial literacy. I don't hear anything about it. So that's one thing I want to commend the state of Texas. In their mathematics standards, they have financial literacy standards. And there may be other states that have included them, but I can only point to Texas. But I think your broader question is, and it alludes to what Lila stated prior, is taking the material that's learned in the classroom and showing the application of that material to real world components. I think we still need to work in education to get better connections and authentic connections to the real world so people can see how what they're being taught is going to apply to them in the real world and help them in life. I, ultimately, I want to teach my students to be chameleons. I, I want them to be able to adapt, think flexibly, think on their toes in, in any sense of life. So that involves giving them the proper tools. I remember um, I was talking to somebody or maybe I just thought about it. This I, I think somebody told me this. I, I don't want to take credit and say I came up with it because <laughs> I was about to. <laughs> nah, nah. Well, I said, you know, somebody told me that within education, everything that you master is like getting another key on a key ring. And for every key you have, there's doors out there that have a particular set of locks that need some of those keys. And so the more keys you have, the more doors you can open. I only got two keys on my key ring. I ain't open up a lot of doors. But when I got 20, 30, 40, I got a plethora of doors that I can open because they require a particular set of keys. And I want to be able to give my students a set that says I can go through this door because I've learned how to think this way and I've learned how to do this and I've learned how to collaborate with people and I've learned how to, you know, it, not just the, the, the content itself, but how do you take the content and apply real life meaning to that? And that brings up one of the projects I'm working on is that real life meaning part of it. And it's really just looking at, and here's one of the big quotes I like to use. How can we use math? Cause that's what our backgrounds are to change the world. Mm -hmm. So thinking about any content area, instead of saying math, we can put in any content area and say, how can we use that to change the world? And again, it's bringing that meaning to it. Like students, when we think about this purpose of education, students need to see the value of it. It shouldn't be something that's just done. Education shouldn't be just a babysitting service. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't even look like it's looked 20, 30 years ago. And people need to stop saying, I want my kids to be educated like me. If you were born in the 70s or 80s, you truly want the same thing happening in 2019? Absolutely not. We got to start thinking beyond and thinking bigger, but developing CEOs. But here, let me, let me clarify that. Because a lot of times we say we develop people to be workers and not leaders. Mm. There's nothing wrong with being a worker. Everybody can't lead. We need workers. <laughs> we need workers. We need leaders. So we need people that can collaborate. So instead of saying, let's develop all these leaders or develop all these CEOs or workers, let's develop people that can work together regardless of where they are in the continuum. They can lead. They can lead. 
if they can work, they can work. But all of those pieces have to work together for the betterment of society. Mm -hmm. How do y'all feel about having, or, or this might be something that's already in place that I don't know about. Are there internships for high schoolers? Absolutely. Yes, and there's, there's some technical-based high schools where the main focus is the students getting the skills to go on the job when they leave high school. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about the standards. They say college and career ready, not just college. Everybody doesn't have to go to college, but what trade skills are we giving some students who do not want to go to college? And a lot of people say not college material. I don't believe no one's not college material. You may just have different aspirations where a college degree is not required. Why, why aren't those uh, individuals, like, you know, do you go directly into a trade after you leave high school, whether it be school or you go actually to the job based off the experience that you had over the past? Why aren't those individuals celebrated like individuals that are getting four-year college degrees? Or oh, you're saying why aren't they? Yeah. I feel like people, college education is glorified, but it's also not... Can't think of the word. It's also not supported. It, it, it it's not it's not value. Let's be real. It's not truly value. We say, oh, I want you know, go to college and get a PhD and do this and that, but at the same time, it doesn't have value. It's like there there's bragging rights to it, but there's also a piece that's it doesn't it just doesn't make sense. So we we oftentimes don't glorify you know some of those positions even though the reality is that you need those other positions to exist you need those people who know how to work and to go into technical careers like I need some uh, a nurse uh to be at the dentist's office I need someone who's an expert on cars like I need those things in my life so therefore there needs to be someone who is an expert in that field. Why don't we say, hey, you know, like you're saying, Jay, why don't we think that that's something that we should applaud people for? To kind of hit, and the reason I say that is, you know, we're trying to have a, be forward thinkers, right? Like Chris made the point where, you know, if it were a student parent that said, you know, I want my kid to have the same education I had in 1970. Well, going forward, the reason I said that is, um, sorry, I lost my train. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking back when I'm hiring people, right? When I was in corporate America, when I was hiring people, the older you get, experience plays a factor more so how much education you have. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. No, totally, totally. It, it definitely makes sense. So, but again, it goes back to it goes back to the value of education. And what do we, what education do you need? But then how do you get that experience? So I think we need to use a method of like a shared model for education. Kind of like you get core training in the classroom, but then you get some real world experiences to balance out, balance it out. Yeah. I think people like, and that's been does my you, goal. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's been my goal that I want students to learn how to have more skills coming out of schools when they graduate high school, when they leave college, like they, they need to know how to do other things than just read or understand a, a superlative, like whatever, you know what I mean? Understand what a, a passive phrase is or to be able to 
solve a quadratic <laughs> equation. Like they need to know how yeah. to do other things. Like that's great. They have those skills, but at the end of the day, like students say this all the time, I'm never going to use this. You are absolutely correct, baby girl. You're not. You're you're, you're not going to factor the quadratic equation probably after this day. I guarantee like it's it's a it's factual. Yeah. No one's gonna ask yeah. you to find all the errors in, like in this essay. Yeah. Like that's not gonna happen. But the reality is that we're teaching you skills, meaning, you know, while you're writing this essay, you're really and truly learning how to form thoughtful emails and be able to approach people and speak to people. And you're learning how to spell check on your own and understand what it means. You know, when we're math, we're learning how to reason. We're learning logic. We're learning how to, to be creative and problem solve. It's not about the content itself. It's about the underlying things that we're teaching. And I feel like we, as teachers, we sometimes have those, we have those, those, those hidden agendas. We don't always say it. And I think that's where the things get lost or, or students get really lost or, or they feel like, you know, well, we're, why am I, why do I have to learn this? Why do I need to know how to do a box plot? Nobody gives, nobody cares about a box yeah. plot. <laughs> like, but, you know, it, it's, I was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I figured out what I wanted to major in, management and finance, why am I taking biology? Why am I taking this? Like, I couldn't understand, like, why do I have to take this course stuff? Like, let me skip straight to stuff that I can't do. Mm -hmm. But doing that stuff, it helped me realize what I did not want to do and what I really did want to do, you know? So it helped. So these are just some of our different thoughts on the purpose of education. Not saying we have the final answer and the final say-so, but we just want to literally have a roundtable conversation. We really want to know what are your thoughts out there in the social media fear hashtag inspire educators let us know what do you feel is the value of education what's the purpose of education and what we should do in regards to education let's get into my favorite part of the podcast which is the inspirational moment this inspirational moment is designed to encourage you this week we talked about what is the purpose of education what i want to do with this inspirational moment is get everyone to start thinking what are you teaching why are you teaching it Go beyond the thought of, oh, it's the mandated standards, the mandated curriculum, I, it's tested. But really, what are you doing and why are you doing it? Education is the passport to the future, Malcolm X stated. As we think about education being the passport to the future, we need to all challenge ourselves to teach something unique. Stop teaching stuff that students can easily read or get from a book. But take that book, expand that book, and get them something they can use and like. We need to be developing students who can need life skills, students that can ch change the world through their problem-solving abilities, not students who can just recite a passage. We need a society of critical thinking, and, the edu and an education can provide that. You and what you do every day in your respective classrooms, you're transforming minds. You're transforming for the better, or you could be transforming them for the worse. So really think about what is the value of education? What does education mean? And what are you preparing your students for? You're preparing them not for the world of yesterday, not for the world that their parents had, but you're preparing them for a new world that has yet to be designed because it can develop every day as we speak. 
That's the world we're preparing them for. Are you giving them the skills and the things that they need for that new world that awaits them? Or are you preparing them from yesterday? And if you're preparing them for yesterday, I challenge you to critically analyze what you're doing, why you're doing it, and make a difference for the better. Any final thoughts from my awesome co-hosts, Lila and Jadrin? I think you said it at one of your workshops, Chris. You said if if Siri can answer the question, I don't I don't care that my child knows how to do that, especially when it's outside of, you know, their grade level. I don't care at eighth grade that you can multiply. Like, I know it feels like a skill that you should have, but at the end of the day, Siri can do that. I want you to be able to think on a deeper level about some other questions. And that's something that as teachers, as educators, in, in, in any sense of the word, you should really be thinking about what is your, what, are, what is a hidden agenda that we're not telling people about, we're not telling our students about, and how do we put that at the forefront of what we do every single day, make it known and push it push the agenda spot on i mean as educators we have a uh, enormous responsibility on a daily and i just petition each educator that's listening to our and that's been continuing to listen to us is you know challenge yourself so that you can challenge your students um this is a big world out here um and we're tasked with preparing each and every one of those students um to take it on in the manner that they're going to take it on so challenge yourself This has been the Inspiring Educators Podcast. Thank you, each and every listener. We truly thank you for listening and tuning into the podcast. But most importantly, we thank you for the work you do each and every day. We'll see you on the next episode. We are O-U-T. We out. Appreciate it. We're going to hit it. We're going to hit it. Somebody got to hit it. Shut up.